How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. So I'm a little perturbed. A little Why bit. Why is that? Why is that? It, it, every couple of weeks, Regal Theaters has a mystery movie. Mm-hmm. And I just went with your mother and watched the worst movie that was ever made and mm-hmm. walked out of a movie. When have you ever is, heard that I've walked this out is of a the, movie? For, this is the price you pay when it's literally in the name mystery movie. Uh, it, it's You do not know what you're going to get. So you kind of, you kind of in a way, asked for it. I did, didn't I? Mm-hmm. So you know that- I, I, it sucks. I'm sorry about that. Uh, now you you know have to come on here and shake it off and and do. and and not give the worst podcast ever. So don't bring that you know energy to the show. But all right, uh, I'll shake it off. I'll shake it shake off. Shake it off there. We'll, we'll, shake it at off. least you get to say you get to knock it off your bucket list that you saw the worst movie of all time. Uh, all here's time. the problem: we're mm-hmm. one episode away from our Super Bowl preview. So today you'll have to bear with us on some more news around the world in sports. We'll have a short episode for you talking about the headlines today. Um, We have to get into NBA All-Star talk, more All-Star talk about the upcoming All-Star game. Also, NBA trade rumors. As we approach that All-Star game, we also approach the NBA trade deadline. We'll talk about the rumors going around the league and a lot of news surrounding Joel Embiid, which is very big. Uh, The leading MVP candidate who is probably not going to be eligible for MVP anymore. We'll talk about the Sixers, the East, and who's trying to make moves there. Um, and we'll talk about some more NFL coaching changes as well. Uh, the Pro Bowl was really fun this weekend, by the it way. Was I was good. There. Uh, it was It was a good time. It was packed. Yes. That stadium was packed. There was no room uh, to, to move in the seats. And I was sitting up in the in the bleachers. Dude, they, they said it was like 63,000 people were there. It, it was it was packed. It was fun. They got the, the, the crowd engaged, you know, uh, downtown Orlando was, was live. There was a lot of people down there uh, yeah. and the flag football game was fun. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they were going, trying to trying somewhat of their hardest uh, and mm-hmm. the NFC got the win. So that was cool to see CD lamb with, with a couple touchdowns. Uh, a couple, he had three, you mm-hmm. know, the, cause it was a, a, a kind of a yucky Sunday. I sat on the couch all day and I watched almost the entire Pro Bowl. Yeah, it so, was very entertaining. Very and, entertaining, and, and the way that they did it with the little uh, skills challenges in between in, the quarters between and the, the half, and the was very cool. The tug of the, war, you know, was, was fun. Course, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Like I, I you know, kudos to the NFL, man. That Pro Bowl, that Pro Bowl was garbage years ago. Like the fact that they put on pads and didn't tackle anybody and two hand touched them, like yep. it, it was unwatchable. And this was great. And you're right. Those guys were out there playing. They wanted to win that 80 grand. Yep. You know, I mean, you could tell Michael Parsons wanted to win really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he definitely did. So very enjoyable. Shout out to the NFL for making the Pro Bowl enjoyable again. Hopefully they can continue to build on that. So let's get into mm-hmm. it. Let's run it. Let's talk about some news and notes from this weekend. The NHL All-Star game was on. Our boys how, won. How did you, how'd you feel about that compared to the Pro Bowl there? I'm going to be honest this weekend, busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had some uh, some college basketball to attend to. Shout out the UCF Knights uh, with big a big win. win over Oklahoma. Very enjoyable to watch there. So the Knights yep. continue to make a name for themselves in the Big 12. But with that being busy, didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of the NHL All-Star game. I know you were tuned in. So give yep. us a little recap on, on that this weekend. So shockingly, on the All-Star skills competition for a million-dollar prize, 
guess who won? Oh yeah, Mr. Connor McDavid. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I did see that. So that was impressive. Yeah. I mean, the well, I mean, he's just he's the accurate all, he's shot all world. four was was ridiculous. Yeah. So four to four on the accurate shot, fastest skater, you know, in the NHL, and goes out and wins the obstacle course by three seconds. You know, I mean, he's just he is a marvel to watch. He glides through the ice like seriously, like he he. I don't I don't even know the words. It's 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 beyond poetic. He he is so yeah. good. He's so much fun to watch, and he's so much better than pretty much anybody else in the league, which is, I mean, just in terms of the overall skill set. So that was really cool. In the, uh, you know, the actual three-on-three tournament, you know, on Saturday, I mean, Shesterkin actually played phenomenal and made some unbelievable shootout saves, uh, you know, in the uh, in the semifinals. And then in the finals, our boys, you know, Shesterkin yep. and, and Trocek, teamed up with Austin Matthews and the rest of the Toronto Maple Leafs, basically, and uh, and, and gets the win and, and wins yeah. 7-4 over McDavid's team. So great to see the Rangers get a win there. They returned to the ice tonight uh, as we're and recording this and got a win against the Avalanche. So looking, to, looking mm-hmm. to maybe build on that all-star win with some, some, win, some actual team wins that count towards the standings, and they can get a little leeway there in the, you know, in the Metro. It, yeah, but they got to do some. I mean, the trade deadline's in about mm, three, four, four weeks, and yep. uh, they need to make some moves on the bottom six. Yeah, we, we we need to bolster some lower scoring because up until about eight minutes to go in this Colorado Avalanche game, uh, we weren't putting anything in the net. Yeah, that is a hundred percent right. So we'll keep updating on what we uh, on what we see with the NHL trade deadline. Uh, we will talk NBA trade trade deadline in a minute. Um, some more NFL coaching changes. Washington Commanders, you know, making some moves here. They go with Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. We had said on last episode that the Las Vegas Raiders were going yep. with Cliff Kingsbury. That's not the case. He backed out of that deal. They could not negotiate the full contract details. He goes to Washington. Washington is the number two pick. We've talked about Caleb Williams. Is he a bear? Is he not? They're right there to scoop him up if he were to insanely drop and not go number one, or potentially offer up to jump one spot for the Bears. So a lot of speculation there that that had a lot to do with it. Um, I also think that there was very limited roles of offensive coordinator open, and Cliff Kingsbury was looking to make more money and get back in the league. So I, sure. I think, yes, there's that, that, that connection with him and Caleb Williams, but I, I don't think it was necessarily for that. I don't, I don't know if they're really trying to jump up to number one there. Uh, but the significance about it is Eric Biemini will not return to the team. His contract was up. He will now not return to the commanders. And this story gets even weirder, weirder year after year with Biemini, uh not try- not able to get a head coaching job and now not in the league right now. You know, this story gets even weirder because today at Dan Quinn's press con- introductory press conference, he basically alluded that he fired Eric Biemini. Like as one of his first things, so there, there's something really not right about the whole Eric Bieniemy yeah. story. You know, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's rumors now that he's going to go to Pittsburgh and be like the passing game coordinator or the assistant head coach to Tomlin because Tomlin would have hired Bieniemy if he knew Bieniemy was going to be out of a job. But then, mm-hmm. you know, he he rushed to to get Arthur Smith in the door. Right. You know, so it, the whole story gets weirder and weirder. You know, Washington and Quinn, I, listen, I, I get it. He wants his own OC, you know, um, 
there's no doubt that Sam Howell's days are numbered, yeah. you know, in Washington, or at least Probably, as, as yeah. the starter. And look, I mean, I think what you're seeing a lot, you know, again, I've, I've been on record saying that I'm not the biggest Drake May fan, but more and more GMs and scouts are coming out saying they you. love this kid. I'm they telling love you, him. this this guy has definitely grown on me in the last couple months. I mean, he he definitely is looking more and more like, yeah, Caleb Williams goes number one. But again, I don't think it's anything the commanders need to overpay for. Um, right. Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams is fantastic, but I really think Drake May could be equally as good as him and is another just fantastic prospect uh, going yeah. into this draft. So I like yeah. him as well. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that. You know, the other thing is, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, for their OC, was it you know, Seattle? Was uh, who, who took Luke Getzky, uh, the old Chicago Bears OC? Did you see that? I, I did see that. Um, Getzky yeah. went to... I'm trying to remember where he went to because I, I just, it blew my mind, like, I'm trying to like shake my head or wrap my head around the fact that like literally did this guy do anything in Chicago worthy yeah. of him getting the job? Raiders went with over, oh, the Raiders, yes. uh, yeah. or after King Kingsbury, right. you know, they, they couldn't get. So yeah, just, and, and then after, after they take your coordinator, Kling, Kingsbury, they had, wouldn't the Raiders be something for Yemeni to possibly right. switch right. there? I don't know. Very right. odd. Yeah. You go with an offense corner that, that was with that bears offense that, you know, I guess had had some success this year, but hasn't had a lot on his resume. It's just very, very odd with the whole Biamini situation. Like it's been well, for and, years. And and now Seattle's the only place that has an open OC job. You know, right. so you know, I don't see him going there either. So I mm -hmm. mean, it's just it's a very weird situation. This guy, yep. I think, just needs to go to Pittsburgh and 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 be on the staff of Tomlin and just let's end that chapter. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um we don't talk a lot of baseball, like we say, but some news today with one of the more up-and-coming rising stars, Bobby Witt Jr. of the Kansas City Royals, uh, signed a huge mega deal, 11 years, $288 million with the Royals. We've seen a lot of these young stars lock in these 11, 12, 13-year deals that the MLB is giving out now. Um, one of the best <laughs> up-and-coming shortstops in the league, uh, incredible speed, uh, you know, hits for, for power, hits for contact, yeah. and should be one of the best players from the league for a long time. That The Royals, terrible team, terrible franchise, but at least they have a, a stud in, in the, Bobby Witt. The most money the Royals have ever shelled out for a player yeah, in their easily. history. It's like, easily, I mean, easily there. We're talking about $27 million a year, and that's the most the Royals have ever spent on a player. And they've mm -hmm. had some good ones over the years. So that's just unbelievable. Not to mention that they made the World Series on like, you know, basically a payroll that me and you could have afforded, you know, yeah. a few years ago against the Mets. So I, it's just crazy. You know, I mean, I it, the, the thing that pissed me off the most this week about baseball is, did you hear Mookie Betts' comments the other day? No, I didn't. Okay. So he goes, he was, he was being... Uh, you know, it interviewed and they were saying like, you know, Mookie, you know, you, know you, you've created or your team has created the super team. You've gone out and you signed every major star known to man. Your payroll is, you know, a gazillion dollars. And he goes, look, he goes, we're that good. And basically everybody who's going to play us, it's going to be their world series. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like what the hell, man? You know, like I, you know, for the, for like the, I don't know, you know, the, the call it the, the 
Tampa Bay Rays. You know, when they play the, the Dodgers, yes, it'll be their World Series potentially. You know, mm-hmm. or if the Royals play the one series a year against the Dodgers, they'll get up for it like it's the World Series. But right. for the San Francisco Giants that have to play them 18 times, do you think every time they play them, they're like, oh, my God, this is like, you know, the most no. important and, game And of the for year? a team that's basically won nothing with their super team, yes, they won the COVID World Series, but we mm-hmm. don't. You know, everyone wants to shit on LeBron and the Lakers ring and call it a Mickey Mouse ring. I right. think that the Dodgers is even more of a Mickey Mouse ring. They played 60 games that season. At least the NBA season was pretty much full, and then they had to go through a full playoff. So yeah, I, I think with, that... With nobody in the stands. I think that the Dodgers... I, I don't really know how Mookie Betts is talking like they've won... Like they're a dynasty or they've won all these, you know, World Series already. Like, you got to win yours. I don't and, know why he's really focused on other and, people. And you got to stay healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what have we seen? The Mets have loaded up with the best players in the world. And by the end of the season, you know, three of their top, you know, starting pitchers are out with Tommy John surgery. So, right. you know, a little early to be celebrating your pre-wins. I agree. So Shut up, Mookie. Shut up. We'll see when uh, baseball season's still a little bit away. Uh, we won't get too much into that. Uh, but some NFL news. The NFL announced that the Eagles will open up next season in the NFL's first ever game in Brazil. Brazil. That's that's very interesting. We had Germany last year. That was yep. successful with Chiefs Dolphins. Uh we had, we had another game there Colts Patriots was also there. Mm-hmm. Now we get the Eagles in Brazil. So that'll be pretty insane. The NFL's going really global there. That yep. that will be very cool to see. Not sure who they will play just yet, but right. they did but, announce it will be an Eagles game. But it's not the it's not the first game. They're still going to have their Thursday yeah. night game. And then yep. this is going to be that the next day on Friday, you know. Oh. So it's uh, so it's Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday. You know the whole you know. Hoopla. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. Like I mean, look, you you the one thing that Roger Goodell, you, you got him a lot of credit. You got to give Adam Silver a lot of credit. These are two commissioners that have globalized their games, yep. you know, and have really taken advantage of the international expansion and the international money, you know, and so why not put it in Brazil? I mean, you, you've had success right. in Mexico City. You've had success in London. You've had success in Germany. This is a no-brainer. Yep, I agree. So should be very fun as we look towards next season. All right, let's keep but, it going. Before, before before you jump ahead, it's what yep. we're saying in the NFL. Did you see that Le'Veon Bell wants to come back to the I, NFL? I saw some comments on that. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand. It's been so many years now since the whole fallout. Mm-hmm. I don't see how he could really come back and, and still be in, be and, able to play. Well, not only be able to play, it's been three years since he's donned pads, but he only wants to play for the Steelers. It's like the strangest. Like, I, like we're in bizarre world right now, man. Go, to, go with Antonio Brown, start a podcast with him, and just right. retire. <laughs> Antonio Brown. There's another the name we haven't heard in a while. Yeah. yeah. Interesting there. Before we get to the NBA – just we will get to a full Super Bowl preview on next episode. We'll whip out the props and talk about that yeah. and maybe give our full prediction. Uh, but the Super Bowl is Sunday. Just some notes on Vegas. It's cold there. It is mm. not 70, 80 degrees, sunny. Everyone's drinking margaritas, you know, at the at, at the pool at, at the at the Bellagio. Uh, this it's like 38 degrees right there. And it's going to be in the 50s on Sunday. So. Not exactly great weather for, you know, Vegas Super Bowl, this whole picture that's supposed to be painted. So a little interesting note that I saw there. Uh, And then also, I promise you, first of all, it'll be 75 degrees or 70 degrees indoors. And then secondly, people will walk that strip and drink and not feel any pain. Yeah, 
I mean, obviously indoors and everything. I'm just talking about the whole, the aura, you know, around yeah, Vegas the whole weekend. So Sure, no pool parties. Yeah. I get it. Also, the 49ers came out today and said that there were several complaints by the organization about their practice facility at the University um, of Las Vegas. So that 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 definitely raises some eyebrows. They said that UNLV's practice fields were not up to par. You know, the, the fields they were too soft. Fields are oh. too soft. I wait, don't know. It, wait, it gets better. I was reading an article. It said, like, they're used to 70... Whatever, right. whatever the, 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 the calculation is for gravity and the amount of pressure you put down versus what you get back when you step on the grass. Here, this was only 50. I'm here, like, here, who's here, measuring here. this shit? Here's the thing. Don't the Raiders play in Las Vegas? Where's their practice facility? Uh, the Chiefs mm. using the entire facility? I'm confused. It's a good point. How'd they, how'd they choose that? That would be an NFL facility. I'm sure that they have a big enough facility they can either like split no, or or Taylor Swift just paid an extra fee so that only very the Chiefs very well could it. be. That's why they gave the Chiefs the Raiders facility. It was for the script. That's right. It's the script. script. It's, all, it's listen. This whole Super Bowl is already written, buddy. You know what's you also scripted? Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift winning all the Grammys last night and Travis Scott getting none. That I, yes. that scripted too. What did you think about Travis Scott's performance? I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. I thought he sang some great songs. I I think he sounded great especially he live, did. He did um, sound good. you know, was br brought the energy little Grammys diss there in, in one of his songs where said that they slept on him. I agree. I, I it was up for 10, 10 Grammys. Didn't win one. Right. I can accept, you know, album of the year. Maybe it's not everyone's taste. Is the, Utopia the 40, not the greatest the, album of all time? I thought it was fantastic, but <laughs> the forties and the, the 40 year olds and the 50 year olds that, you know, probably listened to it. Didn't really get it. No, hey, no. hey, hey, Just, hey, 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 hey. Not 50. you, not you, okay. the people that vote on the vote on the Grammys, not the cool dads like you. Mm, you know? There you go. There you go. But that I I'm very uh, pissed off that this guy can't catch a break. I, I was a little disappointed that he didn't play telekinesis uh mm. live. I know it's a favorite. Cool. That was my favorite. All right. But uh did you see Billy Joel? I didn't see Billy Joel. He so, performed? Yeah, at the end of the night. Uh, his first new song in 30 mm. years. That's crazy. That Still crazy? making music there. Oh, he's so good. So good. All right. Let's end it off with NBA talk. Let's talk about some trade rumors going in to the deadline. We're approaching it uh, in a couple a couple weeks here, yeah. I, I believe. I think, it's, I think it's next week, isn't it? I think it is next week. I'm pretty sure it's, it's coming up because – I thought we had time. It's it's actually Thursday. Oh, it's this Thursday. Okay, I knew it was coming wow. up. That's crazy. Yeah. I, th I thought we had time. Maybe I was confusing it with the All-Star break. I thought it was closer to the All-Star break. It's yeah. third. Sorry, Thursday at 3 o'clock. So we got to talk about this. Then next time we record, we may not bring it up on the Super Bowl episode if unless there's a big deal that gets done before that. But we'll talk about it next week when mm -hmm. some deals get made. The team I want to start with is the 76ers. Uh, the 76ers are now, it's been a crazy season. Embiid was on a tear, averaging 36 a game, looking for back-to-back -back MVP awards. And ever since uh, he got fallen on, on his leg and tore his meniscus, which we said he was undergoing testing and now saying that he will more than likely you know, miss an extended period of time, if not the entire rest of the regular season, uh, they will have to determine more after his surgery, but 
They've dropped a lot of games. The Knicks have passed them. They're down to the fifth seed. Indiana, Orlando only trail by two and two and a half games. Um, and you're talking about a team that without Embiid isn't really considered much in the Eastern Conference. So nope. this this team has decisions to make. They have cap space next year. They have Tyrese Maxey that is looking to get a strike on a big deal this year and a lot of expiring contracts in the Tobias Harris um, and their other role players. So a lot of decisions to make. Do you try to get someone to replace Embiid? Do you try to get do you try to get someone that can complement Embiid and hope that he comes back? A lot is going to bank on on this surgery and how well it goes and how the doctors say is there a chance he can come back this year and right. possibly go for a playoff run. You just don't know with this guy's injury injury history. You this is a sticky situation for Philly and what they do at this deadline. Well, first and foremost, we already said Philadelphia was one score away from making a real true run at the championship, right? Right. So they had to get a score no matter what. I truly believe Embiid will be back for the playoffs, right? I mean, unless Philadelphia completely implodes and doesn't make the playoffs. But, you know, having had meniscus surgery, your mom just had meniscus surgery last year, right? Within two months, you're going to be fully healthy, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, and I, and it could even be sooner. So I, look, he didn't, he didn't tear his ACL, his MCL. Like these aren't things that take six to nine months to heal. The meniscus, you know, pretty quickly with, with the right surgery, you could get back on, on your feet pretty, you know, within a couple of weeks. So, right. I, I truly believe he'll be back, but they they need another scorer. Mm-hmm. You know they ha- they can't afford to get you know to to hope that he's going to get forty to sixty a night and Maxie's going to get twenty five to thirty a night and have nobody else contribute. It, it's just, it's not sustainable. Yeah, I agree. So I I think they stay put. I think it, this puts a, a nail in their season in terms of there's nothing they want to really mess with right now. They're not going to be as gre- aggressive aggressive as they would have been with Embiid one hundred percent healthy. So I think they stay put, and if Embiid well, comes back and he's healthy, they roll with the team why, that they have, and they hope he can return to MVP form. Why wouldn't Philly go after, like, a DeJounte Murray, right? Like, yeah, go after could. somebody that could go get you 20-something points a game any given night. Yeah, they, they definitely could, and they have the I believe they have the assets to do it. Now, will Atlanta trade in conference? We'll have to see. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely a player that's been talked about. We'll talk about him a little more. The Knicks have been interested in DeJounte making another move. The Knicks have been playing such great basketball that – it's like, okay, are the Knicks one player away from being serious mm-hmm. contenders? I mean, they're they're right there with Milwaukee and Cleveland. This team could possibly, if they keep playing at the rate that they are, contend for the number two seed in the East. So is this a move where if they give up multiple firsts and maybe another player that they can go and get DeJounte Murray, that's a hell of a starting lineup uh, right. with Brunson the way he's playing with Julius Randle, two all-stars there. You get another sort of all-star caliber player with OG Ananobi who's been fantastic Mm -hmm. for them and change their whole team that's a starting lineup that no one wants to see uh in the east and right now i mean if you told me i I, you give up two first round draft picks and quentin grimes for Dejounte murray i'm 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 basically i I don't even know if i have to put the phone down to pick my pen up i agree i think that's a move you have to make uh, for new york you have to take advantage of of this team and the chemistry that they have right now so i 100 like that and, and let's take it just a quick look at the East, right? With, I mean, with Philadelphia imploding, with, you know, uh, Boston playing okay, but definitely vulnerable. And mm-hmm. Milwaukee, there's something wrong with this team, man. I, yeah. I don't like it. 
and and maybe just because I'm so bitter, I, I they were up by 18. I did see this. This this was crazy the other night against up the Jazz. By 18 against the Jazz in and the so fourth. I, in the fourth, I bet I bet that they would win the game because I was like, you know what? Why not take? Why not get a free 20 bucks on a 200 dollars? <laughs> Because they're up 18, and for some reason, they're allowing me to make 20 extra dollars. Yep. And Utah goes out and scores 36 points and holds them to eight points in the fourth quarter. It was, it was just the Doc Rivers effect. We said, why did they why they hire this guy? So, it, I mean, They've been terrible since Doc has come on board. Yep. They were terrible before. And they, right? I mean, it's yeah, just this, awful. This team's talked about trades, too, in terms of moving guys like, you know, Bobby Portis, Portis. Brooke Lopez. Maybe trying to, I don't know, move Middleton and possibly. There's just not a lot they can do. I don't know how valuable those players are right now. Middleton on a max contract, averaging 15 a game, not having a great season. Uh, you know, uh, how valuable is Bobby Portis? I know he gives you 13 points a night, but I, I don't know what his trade value would be there for a team trying to get, you know, a, a, I guess a starting power forward. It's just not a lot of assets for Milwaukee right now. They kind of just have to figure things out amongst themselves. Um, and the other team in the East is, is the Magic. The Magic right now, what are they going to do? Are they going to steer course like they have the last several seasons and, and keep developing their young guys and, and keep their, their 10, 11 players they have in rotation now and, and see how far this, this team can go with Paul having an all-star year and Franz picking it up? And see yeah. if they possibly can get a first round upset being the six, seven seed. Um, or does this team try and make a move here? I, I don't know really I, what possible he, move that they could make. I because it's one of those where do you give up on Wendell Carter and get a better center? But Wendell Carter's, you know, on a nightly basis gives you consistent numbers. Markel Fultz, you love Markel Fultz, and then sometimes he's not available a lot. So it, it's very, very difficult position Orlando's in. But they got to make a decision. Do they? Is it this year? Is it next year? Some at some point you got to make make a decision to move some guys. One hundred percent. But did you hear the rumors of who they might be targeting? I saw. Chris I saw Paul the Chris and Kyle Lowry, and Lowry movies uh, or rumors. I don't get that at all because Chris I, Paul and Kyle Lowry both make the magic worse. I, I don't really understand why I, I either mean, of those players would see. Is senior neither leadership really that necessary? Neither of those players are are any beneficial to how the Magic play basketball. They're both undersized. Yep. They both don't play defense. They're both older. I don't it, get that at all. That's not a, a great move. No, no. And if you really need an adult in the building, right? I mean, can't you just go to look at Joe Ingles? I mean, isn't that what they brought him in for? I mean, that's, he's been the dad of the team, yeah. Right. So how many dads do you need that can't play basketball anymore? You know, it's just, I don't, it's, I, don't know. I, I would not like a move for either of those players, especially did, giving up any sort of assets. I mean, that, that did, would just did be you silly. See the trade that Houston and Memphis made, you know, sending Oladipo for, yeah, and a bunch of first round draft picks for Steven Adams, you yeah. know, who's not even going to play the rest of the year. Yeah, like, I, I didn't even know Oladipo was still around. I thought he I mean, was pretty much done as well. It's just like, I, I mean, the, the crazy thing about NBA trades is that because of expiring contracts and because that people yep. want to get money off the off their you know books for the following years and give them flexibility is you yep. see some of the most ridiculous trades that yeah, make absolutely no basketball trades. sense. You know, so yep. you know, and then and then you got you know the Lakers Vanderbilt's out for a while now. You know, so you have their their depth's been hit. LeBron and and AD have been you know uh, spending more time on the bench than playing lately. 
Like yeah. some of these teams all need to do something. I wonder you know? what the Lakers will do because the Lakers right now sit um, as as the nine seed. They played better lately. They're back over five hundred, mm-hmm. uh, but again, a team that's just kind of they're like the Bucks. They're kind of stuck. They, they don't have a lot of of assets. They don't have a lot of. They, they're not going to trade AD or LeBron. So it's like outside yeah. of that. What do they have to move to get better? Uh, maybe some swap to get a different player, player for player. I'm not yeah. sure if that is something that they're interested. So teams like that, teams like Phoenix are stuck. They have no movable assets there. They just have to roll with what they have. Um, so I, I actually see this as a very quiet trade deadline in the NBA, you know, a kind of like an NFL trade deadline. Usually the NBA is the one where we see a lot of deals go down. This yeah. could be a very, very quiet <laughs> quiet trade deadline right because again none of the superstars are moving no there's there's just not enough assets on these teams to move right i mean houston's sitting with so much draft capital but you know everybody wants Jalen green you know right. or, and and know. okc's talk about draft capital do they yeah. do they want to it's about time they start looking moving some of their first round picks they ain't going to need all these first round picks this team's number one in the west right now right so it's just crazy and then at some point the first round draft picks don't mean anything. You right. know, like when, when, when you're picking 22, 28, 30, who gives a shit? I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're basically, what's, there's no difference between that and, and, and the fourth pick in the second round. So, yeah. so the trade I, I'll I call and just say I, I would really like to see it is the DeJounte Murray, the Knicks. I think that could be your yes. biggest trade of the deadline. And that could really, really make the Knicks turn into. Yeah, this team could win a playoff series. This team could be a surprise conference championship, but you don't really take them serious as contenders when they run into a Milwaukee or Celt- the Celtics. But they get DeJounte Murray. They get a two-way guard like that to to match with Brunson and his scoring yeah. ability. That could be very interesting and a good team. The, the one that I want to see is, look, Golden State's done. Right? Mm-hmm. Move Andrew Wiggins. Like, go put Andrew Wiggins on another team that needs a solid three. Yep. You know, and I would love to see that because I think he would help a lot of teams out. I think he would help Milwaukee. I think he would help Cleveland. You know, I yep. think he would help. The, I, I would even put him on the Knicks. You know, I mean, yep. I think you, you get another guy who, who could go out there and score for you. That's another guy. And then will Brooklyn move Mikael Bridges? That, that's a I big question. I, yeah, I know I don't Brooklyn's. Either completely disappointing this year and and they were you know Mikel has not been this all-star caliber player they had hoped that they saw at the end of last year Uh, but I still believe in him he's still young I I don't think moving him does any good for the future of that team and then what about Detroit like this team is just an abomination but they've got some good young players that maybe Mm -hmm. it's time to move on yeah I mean everybody but Cade I would say I, I don't see them Moving on from Cade right now, I think that would be incredibly just giving up on your team completely. But would you uh, move Ivy? Would you move yeah, Jalen yeah, Durin? I would look at Ivy. I, not, maybe not Durin, but Ivy has not been good mm-hmm. there. L- look to capitalize on him still being young and getting assets while you can. You know, Isaiah Stewart is someone mm-hmm. that, that a playoff team would like as a backup big. Uh, and, and I would definitely look at, you know, Killian Hayes, and a bunch yeah. of these other young players, they none of them have worked out. Cade's the only one that showed you possible superstar uh, potential in terms yeah. of a number one pick and you know dropping 30, 40 points a couple times this season. You got you to gotta look to build around him. Everyone else, I would definitely look to move for picks. And, Nothing's working on that team. 
And since San Antonio has the third worst record in the NBA, shouldn't they just move Wemby to Orlando? Yeah, yeah, I, we take him. If, if they'd like to move him, we take him. But we'll see. Hey. I, I'm interested to see if the Magic are for real. You have to trust in Weltman in that organization. They've done so good. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if they're cooking up something. And, you know, the Magic are, are as low market, as small market as it gets. They don't get a lot of media attention. There's not a lot of rumors that come out. Are they cooking something up back there? I don't know. We'll have to see. So we'll mm-hmm. see about that. We'll talk more NBA trade deadline when it passes on Thursday, and then we have Super Bowl preview on Friday.